The name's Bond. James Bond. Hello, welcome to Bonnet Beyond, the Red Spotlight Entertainment James Bond podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Lira. With me, I have double O negative. Hello, what's up, Peter? How are you doing today? I'm here. You're here? Are you ready to talk Bond? I mean, that's <laughs> why I'm here. Okay. All right. So, uh, last episode was kind of unique because it was a transitional uh, Bond episode when we transitioned from Sean Connery into George Lazenby. We're getting that again We're from Sean Connery again to uh, to uh, do uh, Roger Moore. Yeah, but this and time they don't getting- even acknowledge it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like they, like, like it, it's crazy how in Diamonds Are Forever they were like, oh, nothing happened, yay, kind of thing. It's kind of salty. <laughs> oh, well. The only thing that kind of remotely does it is the beginning of the movie when he's after Blofeld, but oh, well. Um, but we'll get into that when we get to get into that. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, Diamonds Are Forever and Live and Let Die today. Uh, and... Uh, one of them is a personal favorite of mine, and one seeps to the almost not almost bottom, but like midway to the bottom of the of the list. I bet for me. I can. I I know which is which. Okay, which 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 is which? Um, I'd say the one at the bottom is diamonds are forever. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I figured um, that. Uh, and Live and Let Die is like god tier Bond film for me, and I, I absolutely love it. Uh, which is funny because like that was the exact same order. You know, you only live twice, even though it's iconic and all that stuff. It just doesn't do, do anything for me. And then we go into uh, 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 Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and that did everything for me and more. Uh, yeah, so. Let's get into Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, Peter, uh, I hope you have your letter boxed ready. And... I do. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Diamonds Are Forever. Directed by Guy Hamilton. The man who made 007 a household number. Diamonds are stolen only to be sold again in the international market. James Bond infiltrates a smuggling mission to find out who's guilty. The mission takes him to Las Vegas, where Bond meets his arch enemy, Blofeld. That's actually meant to be a twist in the film, so they kind of fucked that and the description of the film. <laughs> but okay, whatever. Um, yeah, diamonds are forever. Um, what? Okay, initial re uh, reaction to the to the film. I actually don't hate it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like I said, with a lot of these, it's hard to differentiate them that much. Um, and because of that, a lot of them I give points just for doing different shit. Um, <laughs> for, uh, cause it, it, we've addressed this, before in the podcast it's like it, it is very like the bond films do get formulaic 
they are the definition of formula. <laughs> um, um, and diamonds are forever. It's seeping into that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have my notes. Overall, it, it's whatever. It's really whatever. Okay. I, I think it gets. It's definitely not as action packed as the previous ones. I don't know if they didn't have as much money or something. Um, uh-huh. but again, I like the fact that they're at least like they. There's a bit of self awareness that they just started theming the Bond films. Because they go like... Like, this is the Vegas episode. Yeah, like, they understand, like, yeah, this is all the same shit, so it's different, differently themed. It, it's like, it's sort of like Smurfs. Like, this is ang- angry Smurf. <laughs> this is happy Smurf. Smurf. You know? <laughs> this is girl Smurf. Uh, yeah, so I'm... This is the Vegas this Smurf. This is the Vegas Smurf. Um, yeah, so instead of just having them all be regular blue smurfs i'm glad that at least they're like this is sleepy smurf i uh, yeah i much prefer that so it's like uh, i like the i think the vegas theme is a good idea especially like diamonds are forever money flashy lights like yeah vegas yeah it all kind of comes together as far as that theme um uh i actually kind of like this blowfeld um charles gray yeah uh, i like him a lot Uh yeah he he i don't know he just kind of looks pissed off and annoyed the whole time like his face like you see this actor before where you've seen how okay number one he's in the rocky horror picture show he's the criminologist oh okay Mm -hmm. um also you saw him in you only live twice really yeah, he was the one who was stabbed in the back through the uh, through the paper wall. That was him. Okay. That was him. Okay. Yeah. So that was clearly Blofeld in disguise. Okay. Yeah, clearly. clearly. Yeah, it wasn't Donald Pleasant, so you see, like, almost an hour away. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, you only live thrice, Mr. Boss. <laughs> um, the thing, okay, the thing with Charles Gray, I like him. He's probably the most British acting James Bond, he's like, well, Bond, I say, and all that stuff. You mean he's very much, yeah, a Blofeld, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, and he, like, I think he's like the most exuberant, kind of almost dandy-ish, uh, uh Blofeld that we've ever gotten, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think it's nice. I think it's nice. I think he's a welcome addition. Um. I like I, I I just really like his Blofeld. I mean, he's just like you remember him. You know why didn't they bring back Donald Pleasance? Uh, I have no idea why they didn't bring Donald Pleasance back. I mean, it in the books, he's always changing appearances because mm-hmm. he's kind of like the master of disguise kind of thing, and he's always like changing it up. And all that stuff. So I think that uh, in order to differentiate between the Blofelds and what he does uh, disguise-wise, I think that's why. Well, behind the scenes, I have no idea uh-huh. why Donald Pleasance isn't him. Mm-hmm. I, um, I actually had a, a. Well, I can get into my notes here, but okay. but one of the notes, it's one of the first ones too, was why does he change his face but not his name and appearance like his clothing he wears the same fucking clothes 
<laughs> it's the same fucking Nero jacket and all that stuff. It's it's this, but it's the face, you know. It's the face that changes, you know. Okay, so well, let's. I uh, they could go mm-hmm. completely Doctor Who with uh with uh Blofeld. They could, um, and they have. I again, these notes for these next two are actually much much shorter. Um, okay, but here we go. Um, Diamonds are forever. Uh, first note. Guess who's back? Back again. Back again. <laughs> um, immediately chokes out a woman. That's the bond I know. Um, <laughs> With their bra Sean, nonetheless. Sean Connery is back. That's how you know. Um, and then yeah, I put why change your face but not your name in clothes. Uh. <laughs> Uh oh, motherfucker has a mouse trap in his pocket. Um, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was weird. Um, the okay, going back, think about how you must be like if you were if you saw uh all these movies in theaters. How jarring do you think that must have felt going from? Connery to Lazenby, then Connery again. At this point, not that much. But once you hit Roger Moore, then it's like, wait, what the fuck? Because <laughs> you could go like, well, I guess what's-his-name wasn't in that last one, but he's back. You know, he's the James Bond. But Yeah. Yeah, once you hit Roger Moore, and then especially because they don't even say anything about it, at least in the, the last one, they kind of like sort of like tongue-in-cheek uh-huh, i'm a different guy pretty much he's like this never happened to the other fellow yeah but here it's just like nope just keep going james bond la 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 you know nothing to be seen here um yeah uh, weird 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 um i like the the goofy changing face shit again i the these these movies uh, I really don't think they should be serious because they're not serious. It's it's essentially Inspector Gadget at this like, point. Well, when they whenever the films try to be serious, it's like I I can't take it seriously because you've seen the goofy side before. No, not even that. It's just like we know what this is about. It's not about a story. It's not about themes. It's not about it, it's it's uh what's it called? It's Bond. He has to stop the bad guy. It's and there's a girl. That's all it is, right? And it's like just do yeah. that and make it fun. Have fun with it. And uh-huh. and it's like if you're gonna be serious, I'm totally fine. Like okay, fine, let's do it serious. But then you got to work on the story. You got to work on the characters. You can't make the female just a a ditz. That just oh Bond, you're a male. I'm gonna fuck you. Like y- y- you know. <laughs> oh my god, you just killed James Bond. <laughs> yeah, like we'll we'll get to Tiffany Case later. Oh god, I have a lot of things to say. Oh god, um, yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too. In that in that sense, um, like they tried to go like very very deep and serious when they found uh plenty of tool which by the way 
hell of a name. I oh, I um, wrote that. I was like, "Fuck it." Her name, Plenty O'Toole. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they dive into Plenty O'Toole and let almost dive in. Sorry, bad joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find her in the pool. Mm-hmm like drowned and all that stuff to like send a message and how like that was supposed to be tiffany case for some mundane reason it's just like it it it's they want to be serious and they said like you know that should have been you kind of thing and it was like it they want to dive into that old school like dr no oh who's this you know dr strange ways kind of thing but they it, the, the, at this point, it's gotten too silly. Yeah, the closest they've gotten to making the serious work is on Her Majesty's Secret Service, so far as I've seen. Like, that's the yeah. closest, because they at least some they, they at least try to somewhat develop the relationship, and then, like, they take the repercussions of said involvement seriously between the two. Yeah. Uh, still, the funniest fucking smash cut in the world to me is it the sad ending and then I think they should uh, again I think that they should have like I've seen an edit of the movie mm-hmm. where they do end with like just that song that, the yeah song, they the sad oh, song. I think that would have worked so much better um like totally totally that, yeah because with that it's just like wait what the fuck <laughs> let's uh let's see George you Lucas next time the on the next adventures of james bond of james bond <laughs> they they should have just been playing like the happy song and then just pull out on him crying and he's just there like wailing why god why at least we as an audience would have gotten something out of it like just relishing in his misery um yeah but yeah they go serious in this uh mr went and mr kid okay oh to be... god i was like why are what's the deal with the pedophile brother villains like it that's the thing like they go oh it's not implied that they're brothers i know it's implied that they're gay and that makes yeah. it a million times worse oh god <laughs> like the i think the homophobia would have been like m- less bad if james bond just looked at the camera and said i don't like gay people because oh my god like the implications it's like oh yeah they're they're the creepy thing about them is that they're gay and it's like oh god uh, bad 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 it's aged bad like it's aged as bad to me as like the worst shit you've seen in um fucking uh you only die twice what what the fuck you only live you twice. only live twice sorry these fucking names god <laughs> so ridiculous just name it james bond seven um james- <laughs> 007 it was right there okay um yeah that was bad um see a part of me wants to give them oh god uh, i don't even want to give it this like almost kudos because they're like oh they're they're these two uh eccentric villains where they have this thing where they like rhyme it's it's weird but then it's just so clearly homophobic yeah and like in a really bad way and then after they kill after they kill someone and the the first time you see them they're holding hands and all that stuff and it's just like 
yeah. It's very, very on the nose with what it does. I think what makes it so bad is that there's there's a huge implication that the the homosexuality is part of what makes them creepy. Right? And, and part of what makes them villainous. And it's like, that's where it's just like, holy shit. Um, when, I was, dude, when I was young, mm-hmm. watching these movies, I didn't get the thing that they're gay. I just thought that, oh, they're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally a part where Mr. Kid is like, she's attractive for a woman. Ha 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 ha! Like when they're when they're when they're on the plane, and it's just like okay, uh, that was bad. That was so 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 bad. Um, yeah, that's that's a knock against the film. Um, okay, here's um, oh yeah, fuck Money Penny. I I need to write put that in every single one. She tries and she tries, and that bastard James Bond. He gives it to the whole world except for the one woman that's actually asking for it. <laughs> Nobody else is asking no for it else. except for Money Penny. <laughs> except for Money Penny, which tells me he's he's a giant fucking creep. Um, <laughs> oh, world's most dangerous fucking elevator. That elevator fight? Holy shit. Yeah, the glass and all that shit. Like, he's slipping through the sides of the elevator, and it's like, this is not up to code at all. And it's not like it's a, like, it looks like it's like, oh, a bad building. Like, it looks like it's a, in a nice building. Um, Fucking Willy Wonka bullshit. Yeah. The glass elevator. Um, let's, uh, what, okay. Is, is, do you have anything else with that, with that bit? Uh, which bit? Mr. Dink and Mr. Wink, or I forgot their names. Mr. Dink and Wink. <laughs> He, they were named Mr. Might, Kid. Might as well. Mr. Mr. Went and Mr. Yeah. Kid. Mr. Wink and Mr. That would, that, you know, honestly, that sounds like that would exist. He, uh, yeah. He's just. <laughs> Wink and Dink. <laughs> just as reasonable that it would exist. I mean, and again, it, it was made in 1971. Um, Obviously, you know, the way people saw be. gay people at that time was not good. Um, yeah. But, Especially on the Ian Fleming universe. Yeah, where the Ian Fleming words like toxic masculinity on fucking steroids. Um, but I was, but I'm watching it on 2020. Uh, I in 2020 times times have changed. Yeah. So for me, as a look back, oh god, fuck this. Uh, 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 uh. No. Um, What's next on your notes? Uh, oh, this one was weird. I need to ask you this. I, I wrote wait so everyone just knows who James Bond is like a celebrity because this girl right that like he's Tiffany Case yeah he's yeah. like tricking that he's this other guy she checks his thing and she's like oh my god it's James Bond you killed James Bond like this is bad the cops are gonna be here like they make it seem like it's like if I killed I don't know um uh, a childish Gambino, Donald. Oh, you killed Donald Glover, and it's like it's a household fucking name. Name, like it's yeah. it's. What's up with that? I think, That's a terrible. I think it's because I think it's because she knew that she was gonna 
uh, receive a contact pretty soon, and to and I, I'm pretty sure the name James Bond was thrown in in there just as like a precautionary measure. But um, why him specifically? Because he's James Bond. That, but that's what I mean. <laughs> he shouldn't be a celebrity if you're a spy. <laughs> it's so weird. It's uh, like. Oh god! Like especially when he tries to like walk in and like pretend to be other people. If everyone knows your name, then everyone probably knows what you look like as well. Um, uh, I don't. Uh. And he looks like almost middle aged Sean Connery, which is wild because like we're we're transitioning into Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. There's only a two age di- uh, difference between the two actors. Really. Because I feel like what's yeah. his name aged pretty significantly in between. Oh, Sean Connery. Yeah. yeah. Versus like Roger Moore, when you're progressing into his era, he aged incredibly well. Because mm-hmm. Roger Moore, I thought, looked much younger than him. Um, no, there's only a two age uh, uh, difference between the two. Uh, oh, um,. My next one was Sean Connery seems much less invested in this one. Uh, yeah, he's pretty much wa- uh, sleepwalking through this whole entire yeah, movie. Yeah, he's really sleepwalking. Um, oh, uh, a couple of things to note about Tiffany Case. Okay. Number one, uh, her name is Tiffany Case because she was born in a Tiffany store. Okay. Like, you know, the Tiffany diamonds yes, and all yes. that stuff? Very also, on the nose. Yeah. Uh, also, she's very ditzy, mm-hmm. uh, like she is in the book. However, there's one horrible thing that I'm glad that they admitted. Um, it had to be really horrible for them to admit it, <laughs> without the to, other shit they include. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because she's so, like, clueless and all that stuff and everything, she didn't know she was gang raped in the book. What? <laughs> Why was that brought up in the book? I Okay, moving on. I I I I'm sorry. I feel like if I ever was able to bring Ian Femling back to life, I'd like sock him in the fucking face. Holy shit. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh my god it's because he doesn't like women you see <laughs> oh i think that's very clear oh my god no 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 okay like, continue. Goes, i don't i'm sorry like i feel like his it goes beyond just like socialized um misogyny socialized misogyny where you're just kind of taught at a young age men are this and women are this like i i feel like it crosses over to like a genuine like vendetta evil hatred of women like it's really creepy um and (laughs) i feel it's it's it comes out in the movies but it feels like the movies actually tamper it down a bit uh which really says something. Oh my the god. The Broccoli's are like, whoa, tone it down a little bit, Fleming. Yeah. <laughs> when other nineteen sixties misogynists are telling you to tone down your hatred of women, I like I ugh. That's a clear indicator. <laughs> okay. Uh okay. Next on your notes. Um 
of uh speaking of i wrote damn there's a lot of women smacking in this film um because he t- he smacks uh what's her name tiffany yeah. Yeah, at that point it was like yeah um <laughs> this was really tongue-in-cheek but it really didn't um it- it's not actually true but it's just because they're fucking trying to steal diamonds and shit i wrote this is just oceans 11 uh because a lot of the film is just like well we need to get the diamonds here uh, over there and yeah um oh moon probe chase see that's the kind of shit where i'm like yeah (laughs) i like that you go bond um it's fucking ridiculous but like in a good like in the best way possible and i'm not sure what the implication was like the moon landing was faked and then or they were like testing shit like i don't know yeah it it it's implied that the that the moon landing was fake and it was done right there <laughs> so um, stupid also i like how he's like oh you know when he goes in undercover mm-hmm. as like the scientist and he's like oh you know i'm the scientist and all that stuff and he tries so hard to do an american accent <laughs> and he just sucks at it so bad Um, worst spy ever (laughs) he's a terrible spy and that's the thing with each of these films i should have been writing this down from the beginning but there are so many moments where they could just kill him like just kill him what 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 are you doing and then they 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 always just like come out here mr bond here's a glass of champagne as we walk around and talk and uh i'll go and put you back in your quarters in which i trap you and it's like why (laughs) why okay you have a gun he's surrounded by 300 people shoot him in the face it says a lot about bond being a terrible spy it says even worse about the villain about the villains (laughs) he's constantly (laughs) captured constantly and like there's so many opportunities where they have every reason to kill him in the first films the first couple of films they tried to come up with reasons why they wouldn't kill him like with goldfinger and um the first couple of films it's like well we don't want to lead on the rest of the americans we got to keep them you know let's pretend like everything's going as planned you know but with here it's just like why didn't you kill him like when blofeld fucking captures him he captures him like three times in this film and it's just like you have a gun shoot him kill him yeah kill him the only time they like a villain got close to killing Bond was every villain has get... gotten close to killing him. They just choose not to. I know, but like he like Bond was almost was pretty much dead. Um, Casino Royale. Oh, probably Casino Royale, Le Chief. Uh huh. And he poisoned Bond. Oh, that's, that's the closest. Because yeah, they. Because he was actually trying to fucking achieve a goal instead of these other dumb fucks. Like, okay. Oh, my God. This is so stupid. So, I got to talk about it in this one because this one just blew my mind. Um, Surprise, surprise. Guess who's behind it? Blofeld. And is this the last time we see Blofeld? Yeah. Oh. Well, you kind of... It's unofficially... He's unofficially seen in uh, For Your Eyes Only, but we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get get to to that. that. I'll probably laugh at it. Um, 
Yeah, so they turned out like, yeah, of course, Blofeld has doubles because what evil supervillain would not have doubles? Um, uh-huh. And he's in his lair and he's like, and he's he's got him captured. Like he has a gun pointed at him and he could just kill him and literally end everything right then and there. But he says, go to the elevator, go, go back to your quarters. So he goes in the elevator, he gets hit by gas and then Mr. Wink and Mr. Dink. Um, <laughs> That's what we're just calling him. Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Tomato and Tomato. Uh, they, again... <laughs> it's fucking VeggieTales. <laughs> they, could, they could strangle him. They could just tie him in bricks and jump in in the bottom of the ocean. Or just get a gun and shoot him in the face. No. What they do is... He's knocked out, so they put him inside, like, these tube things that construction workers are working on, and then they just drive away and leave him here. Leave him there. And it's like, he could wake up at any second and then just walk away. Not only that, you're you're willing... Your whole thing is a bet that, one, he doesn't wake up, by the time that they do construction, like what if they were they had a day off as far as construction goes? Maybe something happened and they don't go into that day con- and do construction work. Maybe those construction oh. workers notice him because, hey, you know, before they have to lift this thing, I'm pretty sure they can notice, hey, there's a fucking human man sleeping inside of it and like get him out of there before that happens. But So yeah. you need literally everything in the fucking world to go right and to put him down there. But not only that, once he's down there, there's a fucking hatch that can open up and for him to escape. Like uh, like uh, Tony Stark says to Loki, not a good plan. Just kill him! Kill- like, even when he's captured at the end of the <laughs> film. At the very end of the film. Why didn't Blofeld just kill him? It's amazing to me how frustrated you're getting. I love it. Because there's no reason. Just blow his brains out. What are you waiting for? Like, legitimately. Again, if there's... I feel like other spy films do a better job of going, like, why they don't kill the hero. Even other Bond films, like I've said, have done a better job at explaining why they don't kill the hero when they're speaking to each other and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like... Uh, uh, we can't i guess because he's james bond like oh my god so stupid so stupid and it's getting worse with each fucking film Um, oh by the way i 100 percent agree like blofeld is probably at his sloppiest in this movie completely sloppy um bambi and thumper Go on. <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't. <laughs> Again, this is the shit I actually like. To be fair, actually keeps me interested because it's like fucking Bambi and Thumper, and I guess they're tri- trapeze artists because they're just you know jumping all over the place, and they actually kick James Bond's ass. Um. Uh, yeah. But he's a middle-aged man by this time, so it's kind of not fair. Um 
funny. I don't know. This one I actually found funny. Bambi and Thumper. Um, Anything else that that uh, uh, that entertained you? Because it seems like you're over. I think it's like you're mostly frustrated with the film, just by how the sheer incompetency of everybody. Um, Blofeld in drag. Yeah, this one is perplexing because okay. why did he do it? I thought it would like, like because he does it to capture what's her name, Tiffany. Yeah, but literally nothing would change if she just got into the car and he was sitting there as he usually is. Like he could have a gun pointed at her and say, "Get in the car." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's doesn't. It's literally there for two seconds, and then he's never in drag again. It kind of feels like he just kind of wanted an excuse to dress in drag. I, I, it's perplexing to say that it's one of those things where it happens and you're like, wait, what? And then it's never brought up or talked about again. So you're just left with that, wait, what feeling? What was the point? <laughs> what was the point of this? Um it's, it, and that's the thing, though. It doesn't seem like it was played for laughs. Um, like most shit at that time, it was just like serious, like, haha, it is me, the villain. I, I foiled your, you know, your, you know, you thought yeah. kind of thing. And it's like, okay, but you didn't have to put on makeup to do that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't hate it because. They didn't, it seemingly didn't treat it like a joke. But even then, it's just kind of weird. Because it just kind of let, happens and then that's it. Let me put it this way, though. Charles Gray, he rocks red lipstick. No, he, he worked the look. I'm just... <laughs> I I was just thankful he changed outfits for once. Um, yeah. I... I think it would have been better if he kept the outfit throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Um, but knowing who made this film and who was involved, it probably would not have come off good. Phased so. that well. Yeah. Um, but it anyway. would not have been very PC about it. I'll put it that way. Oh, no. 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 Not at all. What? What? PC? What is that? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exist at this point in time. Um. Yeah. Oh, Q was there. Q did some shit. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, what. he met up with Tiffany, and Tiffany was like, "Oh my god, it's like okay, I'm gonna go back to Tiffany." Like the lines they gave her is so ridiculous. Like, blow up your pants. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of just kind of the ditzy girl. Um, Keep tooting that tutor, Charlie. <laughs> To be fair, it is one of those things where it's like, well, at least that's somewhat of a personality instead of your only personality being I love James Bond and only James Bond. Um, it's it's different. It, it It's able for me. I'm able now to differentiate her from the other James Bond girls, Bond girls. which is not easy at all. There's maybe like three I can differentiate between. Oh. My God! And then there's a line also where she she was trying to like 
I don't know what the goal was. She was trying to, like, fool him with different disguises when she first meets him. Like, she she starts off with, like, a blonde wig. Then she comes in, with you know, as a brunette. What was the goal there? No one fucking knows. I don't know. I, no what. <laughs> No one's motives are clear in this, other than take over the world must stop them from taking over the world. Um, frickin' laser beams. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Uh, Austin Powers plot. Just with diamonds. I have a giant no, no. laser made of diamonds. Yeah. And I will destroy the world if you don't pay me one billion trillion dollars. Oh, by the way, what do you think, speaking of, like, mm. diamonds and all that stuff, because it is the title, mm. what do you think of the song? It's fine. Diamonds it's fine. are forever. Are forever. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, it's very, fine. uh, it's very, uh, innuendo-filled. Uh, Everything with James Bond is innuendo-filled. Is innuendo-filled. Okay. Okay, continue. Continue with your notes. Um... I th- I uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I just wrote in quotation marks, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> when uh when sh- they mistake the cassette. Yeah, when 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 he gives her the cassette, he just walks up to her, bitch, and then just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like okay, That's- we're there. Like- and then I can't remember what I wrote this about. I think it was because of um, Mr. Dinkle and Winkle. Um, Dinkle I wrote, Winkle. what the fuck was that ending? Um, oh, on the cruise ship? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was they got so a- Austin Powers. Oh, my God. They got out a cake, and it, w- it was like there's a bomb in the cake, and it's just it like... There's a bomb in the cake, and he's running at him with kebabs. And then it ends with her like, how are we going to get those diamonds down? Diamonds. Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are forever. And it's like, okay, that's all very James Bondish. Like, it's so much like he just throws him over and explodes. And he's like, all right, darling, where all, where were we? <laughs> like, to me, that's the aspect of James Bond that I like. Just like, when they just go shamelessly um, silly, goofy shit. Yeah, As much- <laughs> and it ends on a silly note. Yeah, and it's just like diamonds are forever. Yeah, um, I d- I I don't hate it as much as the other ones, but at the same time, I don't think I love the other ones as much as everyone else either. Um, okay. Probably maybe the best one. You mean like me? <laughs> the best one. Well, it seems like most people say this, and I would probably agree so far. The best one is maybe Goldfinger. Goldfinger, uh-huh. yeah. It's regarded as, like, one of the best. And surprisingly, I what's-its-name has actually um, stuck in with me is uh, Thunderball. Thunderball. Just because yeah. they, they go all in on the water, the, the water aspect of uh-huh. it. There's, there's a fucking fight underwater with a spear battle 
with with scuba divers like that's fucking funny cool that's fucking cool um yeah so that kind of shit i love how you feel that way towards thunderball because that's one of my favorites yeah yeah and it's like honor majesty's secret service um no no, not really well funny enough i actually found all the james bond shit kind of boring and i didn't care for it but Mm -mm. they actually went that was the one time in this entire series so far they actually went for it as far as like James Bond maybe being a character and maybe actually having like uh, a connection with his love interest and it you see meaning that's something. Where, that's where when we dive into like the Daniel Craig era, they actually like yeah, did something yeah. with James Bond. And I think Bond that's where, and... but I think with Daniel Craig, they succeed on both fronts. Whereas I feel like this one only succeeds on the one front and even then of, it's like oh it's james bond and nothing more even then it's an iffy success because like the first third or so i was like oh shit like they're i'm enjoying this they're doing something different it's actually uh-huh. developing a relationship and then they fucking abandon that it's like a whole new movie started and then it's like typical james bond but i didn't it's like i don't care for the ski shit so much um but then, oh, the, I do. But then they bring her back, that. and then it's like, okay, well, now that she's back, I care a little bit more. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, I can it's, see it's that. more of that shit. Um, oh, uh, are was that the end of your notes? Or yeah, that was the end of it. Okay, uh, quick, quick, uh, quick, uh, uh, news things. Uh, Billie Eilish, she dropped her. Uh, Who? Uh, the. I don't know. She's some sort of bad guy. Or what I'm told, um, she dropped the title of the of the of the film, the song, uh, the film title, and all that stuff. And she dropped the song on uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, so, Peter, uh, did you listen to the song? Yeah, I did. Uh, what What are your uh, thoughts on it? It's good. It's good. I've noticed. Um... Uh, the Daniel Craig hour is the you know the the sad boy hours uh yeah. era of James Bond. <laughs> sad boy hours. Um and you and you notice that with every song except for Casino Royale. Um it's it start like Casino Royale starts off as like more I'm James Bond, you know, that kind of shit. And then each song has gotten sadder and sadder (laughs) to the point. Like Skyfall, Writings on the Wall. To the point where uh, fucking Billie Eilish is now like almost in tears the entire song. (laughs) I just think it's funny how it's like they double down on the sadness. Um, There's a line in the, there's a lyric that says, you know, it's too much to bear. Yeah. Um. Uh, just listening to the song, just everything I've seen so far the promotion of this film. I don't know about you, but what's the over under? Um, do you think that they kill James Bond in this film? Oh God, it's really fifty fifty. I'm I'm starting to feel like they're gonna go for it. Um, and again, but it- that's that that's how you end the sad boy hours. Uh, era of James Bond. <laughs> but I don't think that they would I don't think they're going to kill him off because mm-hmm. that's what Daniel Boyle uh, Danny Boyle wanted to do. Oh, really? That's what he wanted to do uh-huh. and that's why they were having like uh creative differences cuz that was like the big crux of the story is this is 
James Bond's final hour, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Uh, and Danny Boyle wanted to do that, uh, and Barbara Broccoli was like, no, no. We're, but, I we're mean, gonna... you fucking switch James Bond. Bond's, you know, every few years anyways. I think that would have been perfect, because then it would have provided you a blank slate to come back to in a few years with a new James Bond. And it's just like, okay, like... It just but, uh, it's everything entirely new. Okay, I would like that, uh-huh. but I've grown it so attached to uh, the MI6 headquarters uh, people with uh, with Rafe Fines as uh, mm-hmm. M, uh, Ben Wishaw's Q, and uh, Naomi Harris. You could bring uh, them back. Just have like pen. a different tone, uh, different look. You know what I mean? Same actors, but yeah, um, you don't. <sighs> You don't want the people... previous era to hold back the new era. They're, they fucking did it with, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the one we're talking about, Roger Moore and... Um, Live and Let Die? Yeah, they have the same people, or at least fucking Money Penny. Um, <laughs> and Roger Moore's era no, gets very they... different. We keep the same crew until... think before for your eyes only then they switch m's but desmond llewellyn and lois maxwell ride it out through uh through the uh, roger moore era as well um but a lot of uh, a lot of fans want the series to go period in the next uh next round and take it back to the 60s of espionage oh period piece that's something very different um I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. Because I think one of the cool things about James Bond is, for good or bad... (laughs) um, Is that the times are changed. You see it change with the times. Uh You know, like, this is is very uh, 90s Bond, very 2000s Bond. You know, it changes with the changes in the film industry, right? Like, oh... Uh, these kinds of films are really hot right now. So, uh, James, well, f- live and let die. Like, holy, we'll get into it. But yeah, it changes with the fucking times. Um, they're very representative of the films and where the where film is at that point in time, that period. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think I would want it to go forward and or backward in time or even forward in time i just think just just go for a different tone get get a get a and again this is why i say like i think i'm more willing to go with a female james bond more than to just go back in time Uh because that it's something is different and you can keep it within this time period and what's more this time period than a female remake, <laughs> uh, a remake of James Bond. Yeah, uh, go fucking full blown Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, I okay, I and she could still be a womanizer. I mean, come on, it's twenty twenty now. Let's keep yeah. let's keep up with the times. Oh, <laughs> Ian Fleming is rolling in his That's grave. That's why I want oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, she could be a menonizer. But... <laughs> A menonizer or a womanizer, full on, full blown yeah. lesbian James Bond. Yeah, do something. Um, I'd fucking but anyway, watch that shit. Back to back to. So does every man. 
<laughs> not Ian Fleming. <laughs> not even. <laughs> it's because he hates women. You see. Um, back to B- Billie Eilish's thing. Uh-huh. Uh, she she did an interview with BBC with the program BBC Breakfast, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like the Good Morning America of you know of uh, Britain. Uh, she did an interview with her and her brother uh, Phineas. Uh, they've been working on the song since September. That's when Barbara Broccoli approached her because mm-hmm. uh, apparently when they were doing a show in Ireland, uh, uh, she was there at the show and she went backstage and said, hey, you know, uh, let's talk Bond and all that stuff. And, uh, and she was Billy like, what's James to- Bond? <laughs> I'm Gen uh, Z. Uh, but Billy talked to her agent and said, hey, if anything, James Bond approaches us, I want to do it. Uh, and uh, lo and behold, she she got the thing from uh, Barbara Broccoli and uh, they worked on it in a studio. They, they actually like rented a studio to actually work on the song, mm-hmm. but they weren't getting nowhere. And uh, it wasn't until uh, Phineas, her brother aka her producer also they were on their tour bus and he they pretty much sat down in their tour bus in the middle of texas and in a day they recorded all of her parts in a tour bus mm. uh, yeah and i think i i think I, that i think i think that's old school rock and roll kind of thing well i think I like it that. speaks to the creative process it's it's sort of like when you're put on the spot and and told okay create now it it, it can't it doesn't work like that for a lot of it's difficult right like if, if someone's yeah. like here write a masterpiece and it's like whoa, whoa, whoa you have you know you have two hours go and it's like wait 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 i can't do that um it seems like a lot of and creative people the- they need to just let it flow be in their element you know when it happens especially it happens. with the clout that is you know writing a james bond song mm-hmm. it's just it, it's so big and massive and it has like this long history of like songs and artists you know coming in and doing their james bond stuff and i think that uh <laughs> it's kind of cool that uh, that the James Bond song of like today is like number one. It's it's very American, you know, and uh, it it like it, it also like screams and harkens the past. I don't know. I really love the song. I've it's been in my head since I heard it. Billie Eilish is a good artist. She's a good singer. It's a good song. Um, it's it's very it's I I agree. It's it's very reminiscent, at least of the Bond songs of this Daniel Craig era. Um, uh-huh. And it's very much a Billie Eilish song. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, also that girl, like, I love the fact that she proved that she can belt a note. Oh, yeah. No, she's a good singer. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. I, I like it a lot. I like it. And I, I, I was, I knew of this news. I was like, I wasn't saying anything to you guys. No, like, I knew too, I usually... because I was like, you better not fucking say anything about Okay, because I knew about this news since the beginning of December that Billie Eilish was going to be doing the thing. Um, and it wasn't, like, in the rumor mill until January. Um, but I didn't say oh, anything. Oh, you have I was... inside sources? Yeah, inside sources. More like I know of uh, of a website that has inside sources in Eon Productions. Um but yeah, I knew this news since the beginning of December. I didn't say anything because number one, I didn't want to jinx it. Number two, um, 
yeah, I didn't want to jinx it because I was fingers crossed. I was I I'm a really huge Billie Eilish fan right now, uh, and I was really hoping that this would work, and it did, and it's here, and I can't wait. Um, I want to see what this looks like with the title sequence. It's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, um, the title sequences are always interesting to see what they do with them, <laughs> and of course, in combination with the songs and yeah. I there's only one issue I have with the song. And it's about a lyric. It's a uh, phases of my past return. Like I hope they're not digging into the well of like Vesper and all that stuff because they they've dug they dug that well already in Spectre and and all that stuff. And I hope that they don't dig into it again. Um, I hope that the song is from the perspective of uh, Madeline Swan. I hope that that'll be a very different uh, perspective than a James Bond song. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I I'm done. So, uh, are you are you done on the thoughts as well? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good song. <laughs> okay, speaking of song, you when you were young and your heart was an open book. Live you used to say, live and let live. Live and let die. Directed by Guy Hamilton. Roger Moore is James Bond. James Bond must investigate a mysterious murder case of a British agent in New Orleans. Soon he finds himself up against a gangster boss named Mr. Big. Um, okay. I'm going to start out my thoughts on this film by pointing to my first note of my notes for this film. And it just says, theme colon uh black question mark <laughs> um, okay the this the the way that they filmed it and the way that they centered the movie and all that stuff it's very reflective of like because we're in the 70s now it's black exploitation baby yeah and, and that's that was my next point is like what how i was talking about how james bond basically is very reminiscent of the times it takes place in, I guarantee mm-hmm. you they're like, okay, what's hot right now? What kind of movies are hot? What's moving? And Blaxportation was really taken off. It was at their height. So they're like, okay, we'll do it. We'll do a we'll do a James Bond Blaxportation film. Um, which is basically <laughs> what they did. And it's it's weird though, because I I kind of feel like the point of Blaxportation films is that the hero is black. Yeah. So it kind of doesn't work if the hero is white. Um <laughs> the rest of the rest of the film is black. <laughs> yeah, but he it doesn't help when most of the rest of the film is the villains too. Um yeah. But we got some pretty memorable shit going on in this no, movie. No, there's though. some fun I, and, well, I'll just put it this way. Like I love New Orleans. I love like the music, the, the just the life that is in that city, and and all that. Like, uh, what is, when of I feel the the is the most um uh what do you call it underappreciated Disney film is the Princess and the Frogs. Yes, I love yes, I the Princess and the Frog, and again, I just love that whole just the culture. Um, I think it's all it's the a, jazz and all that stuff. Awesome. I think it's great. Um, but yeah, I, I guess my point being the food. Fuck me up with some gumbo, man. Oh, okay. Um, should I say this? Yeah, I'll go ahead and say this right here. Um, 
I've um, I've had the opportunity, and I'm going to be going to pretty soon a um, Disney cruise. And oh, yes. okay. And on said Disney cruise, I guess they have um, different restaurants of like f- uh-huh. themed against different films, and one of the themes is Princess and the Frog. And oh, like, okay. How fun! Fuck yes. So you're gonna see uh, Tiana and uh, Prince Naveen. Try those beignets. Um, beignets is delicious. So yeah, th- that's probably the most. This exciting. ain't no French Quarter. <laughs> it's probably the most exciting part of it. Um, so yeah, I again, I lo- a part of me likes the fact that they went for black exploitation, but like it's a uh, it's a uh, you and uh, Lexi, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but like her her whole family is is it. Like her whole family, it's a whole thing. Um, oh, and they invited you. Yeah, um, that's nice. That's yeah. cool. You're, dude, you're gonna double dip on Disney. I am. I know. I'm gonna be. Okay, when are you going? <sighs> I'm coming back. Uh, Easter day. Easter day. Yeah. Okay. So that. W- All that right. Weekend. Damn, dude. And then the twenty first, we're planning our Disney trip, dude. You're gonna be Disneyed out. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be Disney out, holy shit! Unf- wow. Unfortunately, yes. Um, oh, don't! Unfortunately, you are blessed, my dear sir. You are dear blessed. By the way, uh, since you're going on a Disney cruise, since you're one upped, everybody on the on the Fantasy Fair podcast, mm-hmm. uh, uh, take a visit to uh, the Fantasy Fair podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your Disney cruise experience. <laughs> I'll say it's trash. <laughs> oh God. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Um, Unless that's how you genuinely feel that it's trash. Um, but anyway, let's get back into Live and Let Die. Um, one of my favorites. Top 10 favorite James Bond films. Top 10, I, really? Top 10, yeah. I love it. It is like, it, it has the right amount of cheese, it has the right amount of lettuce. The patty is delicious. This is just one great big burger of a James Bond film. I love it. It is. Uh, Maybe the metaphors of uh, of food is probably because I'm hungry, um, but I think that this is a delicious James Bond film. I love it. Roger Moore knocks it out of the park in his debut film. Um, he the the way that he says the names Bond, James Bond, it's like kind of like like a troublemaker schoolboy kind of thing and like has like a smirk on his face very all very british mm-hmm. in the way that he he says it and he's just hello the name's bond james bond and the way the way he presents himself and his like one-liners like no one delivers the one-liners like roger moore did the way he the way he was like he had the magnet in the in the rolex uh, mariner and he uh and he used it to oh. unzip the the girl and he said sheer magnetism darling like the just the one-liners it's just brilliant beautiful uh i his... i agree i i like roger moore um th- I, I think he's he's a good good James Bond. I, I liked him in this film. I think he he's able to maintain that level of charm. Um uh-huh. that what's his name had? Um Sean Connery. Uh-huh. And yeah, I, I agree with you. As far as James Bond goes, he's he's A okay in my book. <laughs> he's also the nicest 
uh, with the exception of like Daniel Craig and and Pierce Brosnan and all that stuff, uh, he's probably the nicest. Uh, number one, he's a victim of domestic abuse, um, which is a which is a wow bummer. wow that's terrible. That's a yeah he he's a victim of that, but uh, he which is kind of the reverse of what you think of James Bond himself because like he's usually the one. Uh, performing domestic abuse. Yeah, um, um, it, it's telling when you go from the last film, where like any time a woman doesn't tell him anything, immediately smack. Um, and smack, to this yeah. film, where it's like, whoa, hey, no smacking. Um, um, he does one thing dirty in this movie, uh, but we'll get to that later. He does, um, doesn't he? Um, yeah, I the wonder. Cards. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. It's like ugh, the tarot you, cards. You're kind of playing with her her religion kind of thing you're to me you're basically tricking her into sleeping with you yeah yeah that's pretty bad he he slaps mod adams in the next movie Oh, okay but i but i think it like stops it stops after that because he feels like roger moore was very vocal to uh, Albert Broccoli, and he said that you know, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not comfortable, you know, I'm not Sean Connery, I'm not comfortable doing all these things, and so he was like, Cubby was like, okay, I'll, uh, I'll tone it back, you know, and he did, you know, and I think that his, uh, like, he's such like, he's the nicest of the James Bonds, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know. As, I feel like what's his name was pretty nice. Uh, George Lazenby. Yeah. I don't know, but we uh, we get. I don't know how it would have panned out if he would have continued. Yeah, though. but just based on one film, he's the, he um, was the most sensitive. I'll put it that way. I have feelings. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. let me talk about this, let me talk about this film. Um. I I have mixed feelings about the black exploitation shit. Because it's okay. like some of it's a lot of fun and and cool. Some of it uh, doesn't. You doesn't... could imagine how the book was. Yeah. Well, I guess my issue is black exploitation was made by black artists. You know, to to talk about their lives. You know, and and, the issues. And, and, of you know, their yeah. It, it's um, so to just sort of like adopt it and slap it on top of this you lose a lot of the point of black exploitation. And I think again, two one of the way the biggest way they could have, I think, fixed it is actually have James Bond be black. Um you could have done that, but we know they haven't even done that since then. Um James Bond is still white. He's still white, <laughs> yeah. Um but I think that could have gone at least some ways to making it less not okay. <laughs> uh, it's still not, I, I still don't find it okay. But again, it's James Bond in the 60s and 70s, so basically nothing is okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, also, and then this is just a personal, um, Live and Let Die is easily the best James Bond film. Uh, not film, song. It's Oh, God damn. I love it. It's such a great bop. Easily the best. Um, you you maybe you it's, disagree, but I've to me it's easily the best, and I love the way I they incorporate it into the film, like something happening. Okay, 
I love when they number one. I love when the score does that. Uh, yeah, when they incorporate the main theme. Um, I think that that's what the with the exception of uh, Casino Royale, uh, the uh, other Daniel Craig movies never really did that. Um, incorporate the score into the mm-hmm. the theme into the score. I hope that they do it, and I it looks like it. They're doing it with uh with the uh Billy Eilish and Hans Zimmer. Oh yeah, that's uh, the hope. No right? time to die. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I love it. Mm-hmm. It is probably in my top five favorite James Bond themes. Um. I I I just I just adore it. It's Chef's Kiss. It's funny how we we have a Beatles singing. Uh, a James Bond film, and then a cup uh, a few films back, uh, he uh, James Bond was personally mocking the Beatles by saying, you know, uh, we, you know, uh, you're drinking Bollinger uh, sixty well, whatever. The Beatles were the it, you know, were was, the the quote unquote the hippies back then. They were the it, the long haired no good doers rallying up the youngins. Well, it's kind of like, it, okay, imagine this. Okay, imagine if. One of the Craigs, uh, Daniel Craig mocked One Direction, and One Direction co- did the song for the next film. <laughs> and a couple of films later, uh, Harry Styles did the James Bond. Film, yeah, did a James Bond film. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's just like one of those things, you know. And uh, they they pretty much like openly mocked it in Goldfinger when he said, you know, it's like listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. <laughs> Suck it, James Bond. Um, oh, but this is where I struggle too. Where it's like it's my favorite James Bond song. I think it's great. I think it's great the way they incorporated it in the film. But it's like, but if you're going for the full uh, exploitation theme, or even the New Orleans theme, uh, black exploitation, maybe have like a. It would have been cool to have like a more of a black exploitation uh, style. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe even some, you know, incorporate some (laughs) some of the music stylings of New Orleans into there. Uh, Who's the man? The greatest spy, Bond. (laughs) Yeah, Shaft. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Go for it. Go full fucking nuts on it. Yes. Um, Um, Because yeah, like um. (laughs) <laughs> and I've had some in- interesting thoughts about this specific word over the years, uh, but cultural appropriation. To me, this is an example of it. Cultural appropriation? Yeah, where where it's like, hey, this is hot, so we're just kind of sort of take it and use it without fully understanding what it is. Um, like, again, like... It, there, it's 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 kind of difficult to to have black exploitation and take out the fact that it's made by black people, starring uh the, the hero is you sh- supposed to be a black hero like that's the point it's black empowerment basically at that time, um, yeah. So it's it's and the it aesthetics of of black exploitation rather than. And, and it doesn't help with your main villain yeah. being black, blowing up like a balloon at the end. <laughs> Not only is your main villain black, but the entire, his entire, um, like ev- henchman, his entire evil plan is to give out heroin, like, 
Uh, it probably if they had a black James Bond, it maybe the it wouldn't look as bad, but and just looking at it that way, yeah, it doesn't look the best. No, what he he plans to create like some sort of famine to make his heroin like the best. It still revolves around heroin. Yeah, I, he's probably the first and last James Bond villain whose evil plan revolves around heroin. Okay, heroin. Yes. <laughs> yeah, heroin. Oh, yeah. That's uh huh. No, oh. no. Oh, okay. What? No. Huh. The Living Daylights. The Living Daylights is that a James yeah. Bond film? Yeah, that's Timothy Dalton. The li- and it's called The Living Daylights. It's called The Living Daylights. I've yeah. literally. Ne- like I've, I feel like I've heard every James Bond title. I've never heard that title before in my entire life. Wow! Holy shit! They even name drop it in the film, but we'll get to that when we the get to Living that. The Living Daylights. Yeah. I've ne- oh god! I like I've I've heard the Live and Let Die, Octopussy, uh, all, all that shit. Like I've not heard the Living Daylight. Okay. Okay. Uh, Either way, I'm just pointing out the. The very non PC stuff because I feel like I have to <laughs> get that out of the way. Yeah, get it out of the way. Problematic stuff. Um, okay, I wrote easily best Bond song. Uh, oh, I think this story, this series is only about torturing Money Benny. Um, <laughs> poor Money Benny. She comes yeah, in she and saw sings. It, but she's a great right right wing. Wingman? <laughs> I don't know. Wingman. There it is. Right wing. I feel like Wait, she I... just got to the point where she accepted it ain't happening, and she's like, "Okay, Bond." Like, yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, she diverted M. It's kind of cool. Also, we get to see a look inside uh, uh, James Bond's house. One of the rare instances where he could ins- go inside uh, his house. It's very seventies with the yellow and brown. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's very seventies. And his table, uh, dining room table-sized coffee machine. <laughs> uh, I, I like little details like that. It's ridiculous. Also, he has like copper, copper uh, pots and pans. It's it's like ridiculously seventies. I love it. Um, they should have gave him yeah. sideburns. One of the best Bond gadgets. Oh, that is listed the, is the Rolex Submariner. Well, I think what's great about it is that he actually uses it multiple times throughout the film. Uh, and, and I think in past films, he has gadgets, but then he uses it once and then that's it. Uh, yeah. In this, he keeps finding out. For very specific, like, uh, like moment yeah they give him a gadget and it's like what a coincidence he's run into the the very moment that you would ever need this specific gadget whereas here he's in i feel like in more general dangerous situations and he finds out um he uses it uh, he he uses his smarts like okay how can i use this watch to get me out of the situation like especially towards the end yeah 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 um the watch is cool. I, I I agree that that's that's a cool magnetic watch. Um, voodoo, of course. Uh, I just threw that in there. Oh, another one. Her name is Solitaire. Yeah, get it? 
solitaire. This is what I mean. How am I supposed to be convinced that, well, they're not trying to convince. They're trying to convince me of the opposite, obviously. But it's like, it's beyond obvious that you don't view these female characters as like people or anything beyond one dimensional when you give them one dimensional names. Uh, like, we get why the villain and the henchmen have these one-dimensional names because they are one-dimensional. They're there to be the evil bad guys. But if you give it yeah. to the female, uh, supposedly co-lead as well, it's like, okay, so she's not really meant to be a character either. She's just there to uh, have James Bond sleep with her. But again, I mean, this is James Bond. Um, but yeah, yeah, the fucking name so on the nose. Solitaire. And I think... I think like there was like a like in the book, it, it it's ridiculous because like say uh you know uh he says like you know oh you got to play your cards right. <laughs> I I <laughs> I feel like those books are read written at a third grade level. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, this made me smile. Finally, a villain with a claw. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a super about claw. damn time. Um, <laughs> oh, I just wrote snake. 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 Oh, snake. Yeah, snake. There. Uh, what's his name? You know what? Okay, continue. Sorry. I'm. I like. Okay. Maybe it's just me. Maybe these films just are just all washing over me at once, like a fucking wave that's smacking me in the face. But I feel like there's so many times in the film where there's attempted, they attempt to kill James Bond and then they just move on and it's not explained who or what or why was trying to kill him. Like, what was that in the beginning with the chase? What do you mean? No, like the snake who left the snake. Oh, some, but I think it was implied that it was a uh, Carver. Okay, okay, but like I feel like in past James Bond movies too, it's like there's an attempt on his life, and it's just like, oh, I've dodged it, and it's like, wait, but who are you gonna like do some follow up? Wait, who tried to do that? I don't. Eh, okay, whatever. Um, I don't... And he kills it. He kills the snake with the freaking. Oh yeah, I was like, he fucking. He didn't have to kill it with a fucking flamethrower. Holy shit. Uh, he didn't have to burn it. Um, but again, the, this is they, the, the villains have upped the ante because at first it was a spider in Dr. No. Yeah. Now it's, a, now it's a snake. They get bigger and bigger. Um, I like the, this is the smooth the James Bond aspect that I like where he killed it. And then he just goes back to like, da -da -da -da, you know, shaving, yeah, shaving. Yeah. And it's like, haha, that's funny. Um, the, the guy on the boat, Remember when uh when uh Agent Carver was suspecting a guy was gonna kill James Bond yeah. on the boat? Uh that is supposed to be uh Quarrel Jr. Remember uh the sidekick that Bond had in Doctor No? You mean the one that died and he didn't give two shits about? Yeah. That's supposed to be his son. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. But James Bond never even, like, developed a connection with Quarrel. 
Like, he just beat him in a fight, and then he just started ordering him around. Like, Coral, go do this. Coral, go do that. And it's just like, okay. And it's like, your dad got burned alive following James Bond. Why are you following James Bond? Also, the musical lover in me loves the fact that the that the main voodoo guy, mm-hmm. Joffrey Holder, he, uh, he played a guy named Punjab. <laughs> In uh, in the musical Annie from 1984, kill me. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, this my assessment turned out to be true. I wrote, I don't think this woman is cut out for the CIA. Um, no, <laughs> she's horrible. <laughs> I as- I assume she clearly wasn't in the CIA. No, she was clearly working for. Uh, for a Kananga. Yeah. Um, they couldn't have found someone better because <laughs> she was not cut out for that shit. Oh, I was so... Di- a lot of yelling. I was so disappointed when they escape on the boat. Fucking um, Quirrell Jr. hands uh, James Bond a machete and I'm like, fuck yeah, machete fight. And then there was no machete fight. Uh, so that disappointed me. <laughs> But we do get Bond in a hang glider, though. Fuck that. I want the machete fight. Okay. Um, Okay. I thought this was funny. They have an insanely specific form of murder that involves a whole parade. Um, Yeah, where they capture the person and put him in the coffin. What's crazy to me is that, okay, so many things need to happen exactly the same way. So you need to have like a giant like mob of people be to be ready to go like okay you have your suit you have the coffin you have the people in the back dancing like they all of them has to clearly know that they're covering up a murder so they all have to be in on it and then you have mm-hmm. to have the guy stand in the exact same spot and then have the the guy come and stab him so that they can walk by and then hide him in the casket um it just seems like a shit ton of work when it would be much easier for the guy to just come walk by, stab him, and then keep walking. Like, I don't... Ugh. Don't get me wrong. I like... I, a for effort. Holy shit. A for effort. <laughs> I just feel like there's easier means of disposing of people. It's impractical. It's a bit impractical. Um, okay. Oh, I wrote, ha, 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 the dude's name is Whispers, and he whispers. That's his <laughs> thing. He's Whispers, and he, he whispers. whispers. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's the that's the kind of shit. That's James Bond. That's the kind oh. of shit I'm looking for in James Bond. What do you think of uh, Sheriff J.W. Pepper? Oh, fucking Billy Bob? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, like... Randomly for like thirty minutes, the movie just turns into the fucking Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> it's just out of fucking nowhere. A secret agent. <laughs> it just turns into the Dukes of Hazard. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, again, I, first of all, I love that. I love that speedboat chase. Oh yeah, I wrote that too. Uh, buy you boat chase. Uh, yeah, it, it I, honestly, it's well paced. It's well shot. I think that there's awesome stuff with the speedboat that does 
does things well and uh and uh the sheriff jw pepper which is a huge fan favorite of the the series um he he's so ridiculous and if you think you've seen the last of him are you, in the roger moore era are you serious he you're completely wrong <laughs> oh my god they bring him back holy shit um and you don't have to wait long <laughs> okay um oh I, the the alligator shit was fun oh yeah surrounded going, by alligators also, also by the way a stuntman actually walked on alligators they actually walked on the alligators yeah oh shit i i would assume you would you and the alligator would just sink wouldn't you I guess not. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know. If you if you like walk very fastly, like jump mm-hmm. to alligator to alligator. But yeah, that uh, the stuntman that they got actually walked on the alligator. They couldn't just get like plastic fake alligators and then just. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's, it's the real. But that was like, like honestly, like in terms of, like all the all the traps that the villains set up for Bond. Like you could actually feel a little bit of tension in that one. And again, just fucking shoot him in the face. <laughs> but then you wouldn't have no story yeah well no plot um <laughs> i said uh, dr felicier De Fel- oh with the with the voodoo guy yeah because yeah. he straight up just has the same the the makeup the hat the half uh makeup and everything yeah like that. yeah it yeah dr facilier and it's like okay <laughs> we're going for uh, it the Felix Leiter in this movie you'll see later in License to Kill. Really? David Hedison. Really, yeah. really? And he died recently, too. Oh, wow. Uh, Frickin' Sharks. <laughs> uh, I would have liked something more um, unique than Sharks. Because it's like, we already got the Sharks in Thunderball. Yeah. So why don't we uh, we go... F- well, we got alligators. Yeah, yeah. But why don't you put lasers on the alligators, then? <laughs> or, or, I don't know. No, that's... Now that is just silly. It's like because we got alligators, we did sharks, we did piranhas, maybe a giant octopus. octopus that's where that's where octopusy comes in. Oh god, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> no, there's an octopus, but it doesn't. Uh, it's not used. It's not a killer octopus. Way. They need a killer octopus. Um, oh, claw fight. That made yeah. it happen. <laughs> they finally claw got the fight. claw fight. And then yeah, that's the end of my my notes. Um, um, a couple of questions for you. Yes. What do you think of uh, Jane Seymour as a as a solitaire? She's good. She's good. Um, yeah. Again, creepy shit for the time. It's like her power is tied to her virginity, and it's. Uh, and then oh yeah, and then getting into the fact that yeah, Bond basically tricked her into yeah. not good and also Kananga's pissed because he was supposed to be like claimed he claimed her yeah yeah all that no good no good no good the actress seemed fine she seemed yeah she has nothing to do but like she didn't seem bad but yeah, yeah she's just she's a damsel in distress everything so surrounding and it goes beyond damsel to very fucking creepy cuz yeah um, but overall, and at the end, like one of her final lines is, "I feel like a complete woman." <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's I don't know what to say other than it's James Bond. 
Um, but everything else around the movie, I I absolutely adore. I love the boat chase. I love Sergeant J W Pepper. He's ridiculous. Does not fit in a James Bond movie. No, again, it's the care. fucking it's Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> yeah, but it's goofy and everything like that. I love David Hess. It's like, hey, what's up, James? You know, it's Felix Leiter and one of my favorite Felixes. Um, it, uh, it's between him. Uh, Jeffrey Wright and uh, Jack Lord mm-hmm. and Dr. No. Those are my favorites. Um, but I love that. Uh, Solitaire, kind of on the nose name, but oh well. Um, what James Bond girl isn't. Um, I love Kananga. Oh, what? by the way, what is your take? Because like, the, there's a lot of contention points of like ridiculous stuff in James Bond, but like one of the big ones is uh, what's labeled as the Kananga balloon. Uh, what do you think about the Kananga balloon? What's the Kananga balloon? Okay, remember how he died, Doctor uh, Doctor Kananga? Oh, like how he blew up? Blew up in a balloon? Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you think of that? Like, what's your stance? That's on? great. <laughs> okay, you love it. Yeah, you love it. Okay. Why wouldn't you love it? It. I. I think it's great too, Kananga balloon, because there's like two different things that is like huge contentions in the Bond fan and the Bond community. Uh, it's Kananga balloons and pigeon double takes. Which we'll get to later. It's heavy. Uh, you'll see that a lot in Roger Moore's era. This Bond community sounds weird. <laughs> it is really weird. If that's, it is really weird. If that's, is- if that's an issue, it's not an issue. It's just like there's a debate of what's the what's the most silly. Oh, what's the most silly? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, maybe you could you could make an argument for that. Um, yeah. That okay. That argument makes more sense. Um, overall, I I did think it was a lot of fun. I have mixed feelings on the theme, obviously. Um, oh, of, of the black exploitation. Yeah, but it does bring along a lot of fun shit. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, still mixed. Overall, I did enjoy it though. Um, I I liked Roger Moore as the new new Bond. I think he can hold his own. Um, uh. They're they're getting goofier with the villains, which I love. Henchman yeah. whispers in the claw, and Ooh, and the voodoo guy. <laughs> Peter, you are in for a treat next uh, next go around next, go next around. Uh, <laughs> next movie next movie. Um, you're gonna get uh, Christopher Lee. Oh, the man with the golden gun. Man with the golden gun, which I think uh, is really interesting to get into. And also, mm-hmm. what's regarded as like the best of uh, Roger Moore's uh, films is uh, the Spy Who Loved Me. Um, the Spy Who Shagged he... Me. Sure, and uh, he there's a ridiculous like uh, quirk about that villain. Um, also with the with the Scaramanga, which is uh, Christopher Lee. Oh, I can't remember which film it was, but they said something like, "Oh, I think it was um, uh, the the Diamonds Are Forever," where he was like, "Get in the lift, or should I say, elevator?" Yeah, because it's like, aha, because America, stupid Americans. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, so I can't wait to get into those. Uh, I think, I think of all the eras you're going to, I keep on saying this, but the Roger Moore era, I think is like catered to you. Cause it's like as cheesy, it's cheesy, it's fun. And it like, it, it doesn't shy away from all that stuff. Um, so yeah. Final thoughts on live and let die. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I, of all the ones I've seen, it's probably in the upper echelon. 
Um, I think oh, the better films. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be interesting at the end of all this uh, to to throw out a ranking. Uh, oh, I, uh, uh, Peter, I am way ahead of you. I'm already planning those episodes. With you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, because again, I forget. But like, wait, what, which part was this film? Which was this film? I'm gonna have to go back and look and be like, oh yeah, okay, this film. Because and then just to could... see the stain power of the film has on me, I feel like this one will probably have more stain power than a lot of the other ones. I'll put it that way. Okay. All right, and I also I, I agree with you. It's one of my top five favorite Bond films. You know, spoilers on the rankings episode. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're gonna like honestly. I have uh, I have ideas like uh, a ranking of the James Bond themes. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, ranking of the James Bond films. Obviously, uh, we could do a villains list. <laughs> Twenty Blofelds. <laughs> Twenty Blofelds. Yeah. Um, we could do uh, the different James Bond move. Uh, J- uh, James Bonds. Mm-hmm. Um. The best times that the James Bond title, that the movie title has been dropped, like the best usages of the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got the, a lot of tops in your head going on right now. Yeah, and we could do a lot of stuff. We could do a James Bond by numbers kind of thing, and uh, everything. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot to do after the after this, uh, after we do the initial run of this podcast. So. I hope you're ready. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Okay. All right. So, did you like what you heard here? And if you did, you could check us out everywhere you listen to podcasts. The ma- Everywhere, all the major networks, you got it. Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere. So, uh, without further ado, I'm Kyle Lira. With me is uh, Peter Martinez. Uh, stay shaken, not stirred. Bye. Bye.